The following podcast is an 8122 Productions podcast in association with Hashtag 607 Podcast, Next Wave, Alternate Reality Radio. For more information, please go to 8122productions.com. Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horizon 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. Welcome to Horizon 607, the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news i'm your host mike c and it is a big big week we've got for you here we've got a special guest in the studio we've got a ton of news to talk about what more are we going to talk about than horror we got a lot of horror to talk about this week i can't do any of that though without first introducing the greatest podcasting or any other kind of co-host in the business but I gotta tell you, it was recently discovered that one of his hobbies is making fan films about the band Smash Mouth. Everybody say hello to Rich. Yes, hey now, you're a rock star. That's that was my last one. Yeah, it was it was an huge it, fan. This guy, it was huge an, fan. It was an it was an intriguing uh, look back and retrospective of the one of the greatest sounds uh, songs of all time. Yeah, and then then I discussed Jeffrey Epstein and myself. Ah, ah, <clears throat> oh. Yeah. And that's the show for this week. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We went to, we went to a dark place. It went quick. Unfortunately, quick unfortunately, this week. unfortunately, Jack of Orkin's no longer with us. <laughs> Neither is Epstein. Yeah. Oh. yeah, by the way. Moving on. By the way, Epstein didn't kill himself. Continue. Moving on. Before Kevorkian uh, <laughs> and Epstein. But before that's we get canceled by that. every podcasting platform on the planet, uh, you know, I mentioned we got a guest in the studio this week. Yes, yes. We're happy to have him. Now, I just want to point out We've been desperately trying to get him back on the show for months upon months upon months upon months. But the only way to reach him was by Pony Express. So uh, he finally got our letters. And uh, it took a while for us to get his acceptance letters. Unfortunately, that's because you were too cheap to get the carrier pigeons. Yes. Yeah, we couldn't. There were no pigeons that were in our price range for the show. So, yeah, uh, so yeah, yeah. Our, he's our good friend. Uh, you've heard him on the show before. He is the professor and he is in studio with us. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. I got your letters, and I responded as promptly as I could. Um, sorry for the long hand, but, you know, yeah, that's how sure. I do it. Yeah. That is how you, you roll. Know, we could have just sent the message in a bottle. It probably would have been quicker. We that, could have thrown it in the Susquehanna River. I'm sure it would have made its way to his house. That would have been a good time for that Smoke move. signals. Smoke yeah. signals, yeah. yeah. I don't know how far from you, actually. We live about a block and a half away from each other. I'm a man of tradition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, you are. You could have paid a chihuahua to yeah. take the message around the corner. Ugh. It probably would have gotten there quicker with the Pony Express. Probably. Actually. So we're going to start off the show this week with some sad news, actually. Um, the widow of the great Rod Serling, of course, Rod Serling being the person who created the Twilight Zone and is part of our namesake here of the show. Uh, his widow, Carol, uh, unfortunately passed away on January 9th at the age of 91. Yes, uh, that is a good run. Good run. She had a good run. Yeah. Unfortunately, no. it sucks, but she had a good run. Yeah. 
you know, truth be told, I didn't even realize she was still alive. I knew his daughter was because, uh, as I mentioned to you before, a friend of mine is actually, I believe, the treasurer of the Rod Serling Foundation. Oh. Uh, I've been trying to get him on the show. He's a busy guy. He's a pharmacist, so he's a, he's a, he's a busy guy. Yeah. Uh, but um, he, he said that he's going to try to get Ann on the show, but I, I didn't even realize that Carol was still alive. So, you know, good run, 91 years old. But, um, yeah. She's keeping a low up. profile. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. But, yeah. Condolences. Our condolences. Moment yep, of to, silence. To the entire Sterling family. Uh, so we'll move on to some movie news. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, at the top of the show here, we got a ton of news this week, which I didn't expect. It just kept coming and coming and coming this week. Uh, the first thing I want to talk I about. I it did. Yeah. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I was going to, that's what she said? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that works, that works, I don't <laughs> hey, He's good with those. He likes to throw my mom in different the, text messages. I was trying to think of, mom, of a mom joke, but. Yeah. yeah. Well, we. Uh, that's what she said. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, there's the show, folks. Buzzing. That's the I end of our first segment. I can't, I, can't, I can't do anything better than that. We're done. Yeah. Well, we do have some Candyman news. We haven't heard a lot about it. It's coming up in a couple of months here. Um, I, I don't know what to think of this news, uh, but I'm kind of excited for it. Uh, the character Helen Lyle is going to be in the new Candyman movie. Oh, really? So uh, we don't know if Virginia Madsen's going to have anything to do with it because uh, there was a new actress that was cast in the role. Her name was Cassie Kramer. Okay. Um, you know, it said that she uh, will well, play the catalyst I, I to the Tony say if there's, if there's a new actress casted, I would assume she's not going to have anything to do with it. Uh, unless there's some yeah. sort of a flashback or something. Yeah, I don't true, know. True. Parallel universe. Parallel universe. I don't know. Older flash forward. Obviously, you know, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Candyman, Helen Lyle gets killed <laughs> in the original movie. But does And then she? comes back. I was going to say, but does she? And then she basically Helen. becomes Candyman. Yes, yes. But yeah, um, yeah apparently the character is uh, going to be playing the catalyst to Tony Todd's Candyman. Huh? So, yeah. Reboot. That's exciting. Reboot. Reboot. Reboot with the original Candyman. Are you rebuking the reboot? I'm rebuking the reboot. Isn't isn't that something? That's an intriguing new uh, twist, possibly. They're possibly rebooting with the same Candyman, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you think about it, there's a possibility they're going to be telling the original story again, in a way. But not changing the, the villain... Yeah. But changing the heroine. They're doing like Maybe, Lion yeah. King Disney remake with yes. like Mufasa. You know, they just cast James Earl Jones again in the same role, doing the same hey, lines. But I got I, I, I yes. to. That's what they're doing with this. I want to point this out, though. That could be the smartest thing ever. And, and I'm the, sure reason, that, the reason why it could be the smartest thing ever is because Disney has gotten everybody acclimated to accept that kind of a remake. Exactly. Yeah. But so, I also want to point out that this is probably the only place where you're going to hear the Candyman remake. And Disney's the Lion King compared compared to each other. <laughs> so you heard it here fo- first, everybody. It's a you fair heard comparison, it first. but to that point, like I said, you really it is a good it, point. It's, it's, it's very it, the world is now acclimated to that because they're doing the live action Disney movies. So and a lot of them are using the same voice actors. Some are not, but a lot of them are using the same voice actors. Right. So in a way, this could be the best of both worlds for for right. Candyman if that's what they're doing. And they just need to CGI a younger Tony Todd. Nah, you leave Tony Todd the same age. I, I feel like I feel like he's more terrifying now that he's older. Well, yeah, I feel like right. that that's gonna work a lot better. De age him using the Marvel technology. Yeah, and the good news though, <laughs> I just gotta say the good news is that he didn't move around so well even when he was younger. He kind of lumbers around, so yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't. You don't. You yeah, don't have to worry about him doing something. At, you don't have to worry about him doing something athletic, even at his yeah. age. Speaking of Tony Todd, I just want to point out. I finally saw Candy Corn. It's been on Showtime. Uh-huh. I finally watched that oh. over the weekend. Um, I, I dug it. The ending was a little uh, brief, and I, I wasn't a huge fan of the ending of it. But overall, great atmosphere. Uh, fun movie to watch at Halloween time. Did uh, it? Did it make you wanting more Candy Corn? 
Yes, I wish I had candy corn. Yes, Uh, I wish I had the treat. But uh, Courtney Gaines was great. He actually had a main role in the movie. I mean, I didn't expect him to be as front and center as he was, but I mean, he kind of made it sound like it was just like when it started when when he first told us about it when we first met him. He kind of made it sound like he just almost had like a bit part in it. Yeah, but the second time but, we talked to him when we were coming back from Cooperstown, he kind of told us how he was kind of helping produce it. Well, yeah, like, but it didn't mean he was going to have a massive role in the movie. He could have uh, just taken on a producer's I role. I don't know if I would have taken a small role and not been, you know, especially like in an indie film. That's just me, though. I yeah. Mean, obviously, Courtney can do whatever he wants. But, Courtney can do whatever he wants, and, and he usually been, does. He's been in a ton of stuff. So Yeah. Although he's winding down the, the, the contours. Yeah. Yeah. He was telling us about that when he took us out for Chinese food. <laughs> he just doesn't want to. He doesn't want to do the cons anymore. Yeah, I know he was telling you and I, too, but he got into it a little bit more with Ron and I at the uh, the table at the Chinese restaurant. Is that restaurant. before or after he chastised you? It, that was going on the whole weekend. <laughs> so, I'm, wait, I'm waiting to pitch a Burbs prequel to Clopex. Ooh. For, now, see if you yeah. meet him. Yeah. Oh, he would have been receptive to that. <laughs> He's just a down-to-earth guy. You would have to, you'd have to get the de-aging for that one. Yeah. Though. He was a ball buster de-aging. big time. Yeah, we have to. We'd love him. Well, yeah. Have a Tom Hanks cameo. I'm sure he would be down for T. that. T. Hanks? Yes, yeah. yes. That, that's what you call him? You're on that level? T. Hanks. Hanks. I just Tom call Hanks? him thanks. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. This is the worst show we've ever done. I, I'm glad you're here. You're I, fired. I, I think it's. I, I think I, I've done it. Yeah, it's it's official. It's official. Thanks for ruining everything. Uh, moving on once again. Uh, more news. More movie news. Uh, Don't breathe too. Uh, it, it's oh, about yeah. to start production. Uh, they're going to begin filming in April. Um, it, it is officially greenlit, and uh, it's going to be directed by the first movie's co-writer. And I hope I say his name right. Roto Sayaguez. 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 I don't see how it's spelled. Better, How's... better you than me. Yeah, I, I tried to even look it up on YouTube to find an interview with him where somebody mentioned it. But did I, you I Google know. it? You Google and play the audio through. That's what I did for Taika Waititi until I learned how to say it. Yeah. Yeah, but just anyways, listen to interviews. For that now. Well, what we do know is that Fetty Alvarez will not be directing. However, he's going to be co-producing. Uh, Stephen Lang, who was the blind man in the uh, first Don't Breathe, uh, he will be back. So we know that he's going to be there. Uh, the film's synopsis is Don't Breathe 2 is set several years after the home invasion of the first movie with the blind man living in a quiet solace until his sins, ca- his past sins catch up with him. In a quantum of solace. Yes. Yes, it's a James Bond James film. Bond crossover. Yeah. Well, actually, they could tie that character into, like, a former... Well, no. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that was a good pitch. For, yeah, for really was. Yeah, sorry. I'm just going to look at you every time he speaks, because I don't know what to say to him at this point. <laughs> he's uh, he's in rare form tonight, everybody. Absolutely. Uh, Hugo Weaving will not be returning for The Matrix 4. No, I was no. sad to hear this. Well, I, it would be kind of hard for him to come back. Well, he, he did die. Would, he's a, I, I would think Keanu Reeves though. would be tough to explain to come back as well. Yeah, right? but he's the one. He is the one. Well, so was so was Agent Smith. Right? Yeah, yeah, but he he absorbed that one to yeah. be the overall one. They actually did offer him a role in the movie. They wanted him to come back, and he was doing. I think that I can't remember what I read. He's like doing like a play or something like that. Oh. And they tried to like he he did everything he possibly could to like work around his dates to be a part of the movie, and the uh, the director there, um, He's she a, just basically ended up cutting. Lana Wykowski. Yeah, yeah. That's a I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting to say the least. I mean, we'll we'll see how it works out when Keanu goes head to head with Keanu on the same day. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah Matrix that 4, is happening. Matrix 4 comes out the same day as John Wick 4. Yeah. Leading me to believe they're Bill the same Ted movie. Bill and Ted 3 this year, That's too? This, 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 this summer. This, this summer. This yeah. summer. Bill and Ted 3 And then out, Matrix is next. It's too bad that year. won't be coming out the same. It would have been great if we tried three-way. Yeah. yeah. Although, then that would ruin my... That match. would That would ruin my philosophy that John Wick 4 is actually just a Matrix 4 as well. <laughs> Because we're going to find out John Wick is just uh, the alias Neo. that Neo has taken on. And that's how he was able to do all that cool shit. Yeah. Mm. But, you know. It makes sense. And it was all because of his dog. It was all because of his dog. Yeah. Damn it. Somebody somebody put a dog in the Matrix. He knew it was it was a fake dog, but he got attached to that damn thing. Yeah, he did. And they killed it. And that was it. Yeah. And he became Neo. That was that was Morpheus, actually. Yes. Morpheus was Morpheus a body was the... and a dog. <laughs> the Bowery King. Yes. Uh, David Howard Thornton recently did an interview with uh, a publication I'm not familiar with, Sofa King Cool Magazine. <laughs> Is it spelled the way that I think it's spelled? Yes. Sofa King King Magazine. Cool. Cool Magazine. Magazine. Cool magazine. Yes. That's, that's not so- to be confused with By Killer way, Sofa. That, that is so fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not to be confused with Killer Sofa, which is an upcoming yes, horror film yes. that we can't I, I, wait for. I cannot wait for it. <laughs> it does, it looks that's like going to be so much better it, than Death Bed, it, the bed that eats. It looks like an armchair. Yeah. Killer but it's a sofa. sofa. It's a sofa. Yes. It's, when it's is this thing. coming out? Uh, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the interview he did uh, was about Terrifier 2, and he briefly talked about the upcoming movie. Um, he did talk also about, and we, we kind of knew coming into it that there was going to be some epic kill scene, but he did mention how there's going to be a scene that rivals the hacksaw scene. Good Lord. And um, he also mentioned how him and Damien Leone, uh, Leone? Leone? Leone. Leone. Uh, I knew you met him, so. Yeah. Uh, how they already have a beginning and an end to a Terrifier 3. So nothing's been greenlit for that yet, but they already have uh, the idea of how it's going to start nice and guys, end, man. and they're going to get even more into the you know mythology of the uh, Art the Clown character if they get to a third movie. Interesting. Yeah, so. that's cool. nice, nice guys, by the way. I'm not, I yeah. can be both of them at Scarecon. And, yeah, and there's of course, a picture of Art the Clown right well, there, there. There is a drawn picture of Art the Clown with the uh, his, his autograph on it that uh, explained how he terrified Diesel. On his Poor birthday. Diesel. Diesel. Diesel is. It was definitely scared. If you want to see those pictures, they're still up on eight one two two productions. Yeah, they are so out there, and they probably will always stay up one way or another because it's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever, if you ever meet me in person, ask me to see, ask me to see the live uh, versions on my uh, iPhone because they're even better. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to see those. You at can some actually, point. you can actually see him actually cringe and try to get away. <laughs> <laughs> Although we we mentioned that on the Three Fighters podcast this week, he's not a he's not a fight or flight guy. He just gets scared and stays in place. Right. He didn't try to get out of the way. He just stayed there. It was great. Uh, geez. Well, you know what? Uh, we just talked about uh, some terrifying stuff, but you know what? How about you? We open up the doors for you guys to talk about some terrifying stuff with us. So uh, you can do that on uh, Facebook. Just uh, go ahead and search up Horror Zone 607. Like that page while you're there. Also, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at HorrorZone607. For all the social medias, use the hashtag HZ607 to join the conversation. I just mentioned 8122productions.com. Go there. See the pictures of Diesel being scared. You can also stream and download our shows from there as well as getting them from any podcast provider that you would choose. And you can uh, find out what we're doing news-wise, uh, tell you what events we're part of, sponsors, our friends of the show like the ODPH, and so much more there. And if you would like to support the show for as little as $1 a month and help us pay some of the bills around here, because trust me, it is needed, We could, uh, you could do that by supporting us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. Uh, and you get a ton of bonus content, including the hottest internet property, Love is Scary with Spooky Mike and Dr. Derek. And that is definitely too hot for TV. And Derek has started his his uh, campaign for 2020 hashtag fuck dr drew oh just just throwing that out there that is that's a real thing so 
With that, though, we are going to take our, bre- our first break. When we come back from the break, we got some more horror news coming right at you. So don't uh, change that dial because we'll we'll be right back. Hey, it's Courtney Gaines, Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to the Horror Zone 607. Welcome back to the zone. So uh, before the break, I just want to mention, you know, as you were doing your plugs, Rich, that that music that plays, there there was a real jerk that made that music, a real jerk, and he's in the studio with us right now. The, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're here with us this week. Really, well, I'm glad to be here. I'm so the professor did that music as well as our theme song for the show at the beginning and the end of each show. So uh, thank you. I, I, you know, I actually wanted to wait till you were here to thank you for your thank, wonderful music and contribution to society. It's my pleasure. Thank you for allowing us to not have copyrighted material. Yes. yes. No, <laughs> yes. that's what I do. And it's yeah. perfect for the show. So, But uh, we are back with more news. Uh, so before the break, we talked about horror movie news. Uh, now we're going to talk about you know, different series that are going to be coming out, um, you know, different news about, about series uh, that we've got here. So the first thing, and Rich, this is going to hit home with you. Uh, the cast of Netflix's Mindhunter been released from their contracts yes uh so basically what it is is uh there is some uh issues uh where the creator of the show is doing other uh, projects currently so yeah. david fincher has got is a busy man which he usually is uh he's doing uh the uh second season of uh the the robot show there uh, and uh, he's also, he, yeah, uh, love was it? Love uh, is scary with no. Spooky Mike and Doctor Darren. No, I had the I had the article <laughs> for the other show, but uh, he uh, Diesel's a big fan of the show, which is kind of weird that he's a fan of that show. Uh, he's doing a movie called Mank for uh, Netflix. I have no, there's no like uh, synopsis about the movie currently. It's just that's the, except for the title. Right. And he's also the second is Love, Death, and Robots. Sorry. It's the second okay. season. There's a really right. good season yep. on for, uh, the food. So David Fincher's doing that. So uh, Jonathan Gruff, uh, Holt McCollany, and uh, Anna Torv, who were the stars of that, because he is having a hiatus where he's neither, it's indefinite and they don't know if it's going to be a year or two or possibly even three years, they didn't want to stop them from getting jobs. So they released them from their contracts. Oh, uh, hopefully they will, hopefully when they're ready to come back, that they'll be able to get all, all of them back on a time schedule. Yeah. Um, but that's the hope. So technically Netflix is actually being super cool about it yeah. and not holding somebody to a contract because David Fincher is just super busy. Right. That's what's cool about the new streaming platforms just in general because like uh, even back like with BBC shows and stuff, they would have like a series. It would stop for a few years and then a few years later you would have like the second season or the second series, you know, and they, they would wait until it was right or whatever and obviously yeah. like if people get busy you know there's no way to do it but like there's that that's not a death knell you know like right. um and 
you're see i mean even twin peaks you know came back yeah and after what 30 years yeah and you know it was and that's that's what's cool like you can have dead a deadwood movie now and you can have you can have these things so like it's totally realistic like fargo right like yeah many years between seasons venture brothers stuff like that oh yeah there's uh, so much i can do with all of it uh like i said uh we we talked about this on three fenders podcast and also we talked about uh later on our talking nerd segment was actually uh, see the trend going with segments i name uh but uh they uh we talked about like different things that can come to the different streaming sites like things we would like to see that were just like far out but everything's everything's on the table there's nothing that's not whether it's something that's being remade whether it's new ideas it's a really good time to be an artist in the in, in this point in juncture and david fincher's been doing a lot of stuff for a very long time absolutely and the fact that he is getting a lot of work for netflix is awesome i mean love death robots was a really good uh show so i'm glad it's getting a second season and there's a lot of work that goes into that show because it's it's so different and obscure and then he's doing a full-length movie that's i guess they're putting a lot of budget behind so it, it's got to be you know it's 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 got to pick your poisons and uh, at first, I was I'm, I'm upset as a fan because I like Mindhunter, but at the same time, I thought it was a really cool thing that Netflix would be cool enough to let them out of their contracts, and I hope that means that when they're ready to come back and do a season three, because I know it'll happen, uh, that they'll that the actors will be like, okay, since you helped out us out, we can make this work, right? Yeah. You know, if not, it's going to suck. But I mean, think about it. That's a good olive branch to them instead of keeping them on the hook and keeping them workless for. You know, a two. You know, it could because they they said indefinitely, but they you know kind of like two years, three years could be a thing. Yeah, I mean, especially a big budget movie. You know, he's not he's shooting it now, so that could be a, a year's worth of work there. And then the show doing uh, Love Death Robots, mostly he produces that show because it's it's done by it's uh, kind of an anthology series. So it's done by different people, but putting stuff and something like that together, especially when you're the showrunner, can be taxing. So. Right. Well, we'll see where it goes. Like I said, I'm hopeful that this is just a cool olive branch and hopefully people come back together in a couple of years. I don't think it hurts it any, yeah. uh, you know, and it's a better reason than like, you know, Stranger Things where they wanted to take a couple year break, but the fans kind of pounded on it. So it came back. And then really we got quick. season two. Well, yeah, well, we got, well, we, we got season three, which was really good. But, season three was great. Yeah. But oh, season, season three, three but season three, they, he, the, the original uh, plan was to do that. Season three wasn't supposed to come out until this year. It yeah. was supposed to be a two year break. And it was because of the aging process of the kids. They wanted them to be a few years, a couple years older. Right. And instead everybody kind of banged and banged and banged and banged and banged it on the door. And they're like, oh, okay, well, we're going to cave to it. And then that's when they announced that they were only doing four instead of five seasons, which I think that they're really doing five seasons, but they want to take that break. So instead of telling people that they're taking a break, they're like okay we're gonna bang out the four and then we'll take a break and then make right. to your point it's something you can do now it's we live in a world where that's open you don't have to work on a timeline of a network you don't have to work on a timeline of a tv show and right. and sweeps and everything else you can work literally on a timeline of of whenever you want and it seems they get a lot of freedom to creatively to pretty much tell the stories they want to with very little interference i don't know well you gotta I'm remember sure there's, there's like committees, a little, but you know well on top of that you can do one sensor because you can put it rated r and, and yeah. stuff like that on there you don't have to do you don't have to do you don't have to cut an idea back because if it has to it can become a rated r show or whatever because they don't they're not really as concerned about that as television is yep. on tv you have to go by standards and practices on uh, netflix hulu you know amazon whatever there's leeway if you want to do a show that's r-rated you can do a show that's R-rated, and if it gets it becomes popular, trust me, you're going to continue to be able to do that. You know, I've been wanting to ask you too. I haven't I haven't seen you in so long. Um, the, uh, the have you watched Slasher? On Slasher. Uh, the, I started the most recent. I have watched. Yes, I have watched Slasher, and I love it. 
Um, I haven't finished the new season yet. Ooh, Ooh season three so is the good. Best. I, yeah, By I started far the best watching of the three. it. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, this is great. But yeah. then I just got caught season up. Season two in, was yeah. pretty rough. I got caught up in my letter writing. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> to try to get it back to the Pony Express. Yeah, like I. To get it a block and a half. Got a lot of letters to catch up on. Yeah. Every, every week. Yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely great. Great show. Uh, do you guys remember Amazing Stories? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's coming back too. Ooh. Spielberg? Yeah, Spielberg is going to be serving as the executive producer of the new series. Cool. Uh, it's going to be rebooted on Apple TV Plus and will premiere on March 6th. Wow, right around the corner. Right around the corner. Coming quick. Yeah. So, yeah. It's going to make another bad joke. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> Save it for Love is Scary. Okay, yeah. Uh, True Terror with Robert England premieres on the Travel Channel Wednesday, March 18th at 10 p.m. Uh, this series, we had talked about it a few months back when they announced it, I think in the fall, uh, when they were talking about new series that were going to be coming out. Um, this was something that was originally going to be called Shadows of History. Uh, Robert England was always going to be associated with it. But, um, yeah, this one sounds pretty cool. I kind of can't wait to see this one, so it's coming soon. Yeah, well, that's now uh, we talked about it. Now it's about time. So Yeah. Can't wait to see that one. So, again, March 18th at 10 p.m. on the Travel Channel. Travel they, Channel's trying to step that game Travel up. Travel Channel is stepping that game up. They got, you know, the Ghost Nation. and We got all sorts of crazy stuff. It was fun to watch. So, uh, somebody that was at uh, Sci-Fi Horror Fest was actually on Ghost Nation, the the, the uh, season finale. Yeah? So, yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the people that was one of the ghost uh, people on there. So Cool. Yeah. yeah paranormal stuff. investigators. Excuse ah, me. Paranormal. Yes. Don't say ghost people. They don't, they don't <laughs> prefer ghost people. No, they don't. Unless you're our good friend Not Dustin Perry. Correct. Dustin Perry doesn't care. Dustin Perry doesn't care. What a cool he, dude he, he was too. He, he invited me to go on a ghost hunt with him. Yeah, I know. And if that ever happens, I'm joining. Then I took it. Then I took it a little too far because then I offered Doug Bradley to go on the same. Ghost <laughs> yeah, you did. And he was all for it. And he was in. Can you imagine that? And he even made the joke that it sounded like a bad joke. I don't even care if I'm just like the guy that like lays in the trunk of the car. I want to go with you guys if that ever happens. Can you imagine going a ghost hunt with Dustin Perry of Ghost Hunters and Doug Bradley? It'd be interesting. It was really it was weird because is is it, Doug Bradley's super into uh, the paranormal and ghost hunting stuff, but he's like me; he's a skeptic, so he yeah. doesn't believe. Which is it's it's kind of intriguing that he's so into it, though. So yeah. I, I think that would be a cool uh, avenue to go, and that's why Dustin Perry offered to take me because yeah, I was I a skeptic. He was like, "Okay, well, I'll show you some things." So I'm like, "Cool," and I was in for it because I'm I'm down for whatever. But you have somebody there that's a skeptic, and you know. The bullies what they you know it'd be kind of cool yeah and also give me another excuse to hang out with uh, doug bradley and listen to a lot of ghost yeah doug bradley's a huge ghost fan yeah <laughs> have you guys heard of the uh haunted inn near Nichols, the island i've um, heard of it yes i've heard of it i've never been the there, the goat hotel it, i forgot what the, the name uh, of the it. goat island hotel yeah goat island hotel it's one I, of the most haunted areas apparently it's one of the most haunted hotels in the United really? States. And the only way to get to it is actually taking a raft onto the Island in the middle of it's like it an not, old abandoned house there or something. No, it's an actual hotel. It's, it's an actual hotel. It's, it's oh, functions. So, and oh, you can no stay and it's apparently really haunted. Maybe we should get that out to Dustin Perry. See if he can yeah. get the news out. To, yeah. That would be a really cool thing. Get some of the, the dare I say, ghost people here. Is well, it, I mean, it's uh, a goat's island. The goat. I think it's like goats. It's some goat island, something like that. Yeah, I've heard about it. I just, I've never been there. By the way, Neither I still want to go to the uh, the haunt down in Pennsylvania where they filmed Hell House LLC. Oh yeah, all three of the movies there. I, that's an actual haunt in the in uh, October. I would love to go do that. Well, well, maybe well, next, maybe this year. While we're on that, we should just all go to Centralia. Yep, uh, yeah. Fainting Goat oh, Island Fainting in. Go- there you go. Fainting Goat Island in uh, Nichols, New York. 
It's yeah, it's right. It's out by it's it's out by uh, Turning or not Turning Stone uh, Tiger Downs. Yeah, right. It's right by the casino, brother. Right Never there. So I'll, I'll, like I'll, I'll go. I'll on go the get, Susquehanna River. The I'll go. I'll go. Susquehanna. I'll go get drunk and uh, gamble, gamble away all of our funds. See the the <laughs> cool <laughs> thing about that Patreon money that we get the the access. It's you can only get to it by raft. That 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 gives me like a lady in black kind of feeling to it. You know. Yeah. It's scary. It scares me. It scares me, guys. Sure. Yeah. You can't get away. Yeah, you are squeamish because <laughs> my old apartment was haunted, and you didn't want to be I there. I don't like. I am. I'm not skeptical. He's just afraid. He's a. Little, I'm. I'm scared of cat. He's okay, a little child when it comes fine. to that. I'll let go of you now. All right. A uh, new five-part docu series called Cursed Films. Uh, dealing with so-called cursed movies will be premiering on March. Excuse me. Will be premiering in March. We don't have a date yet, just in March, uh, at South by Southwest. Ooh. And uh, at some point after that, it'll be available on Shutter. Uh, it's assumed that it'll be covering films rumored to be cursed, such as Poltergeist, The Omen, The Exorcist, and so on. So it sounds like a pretty interesting idea, actually. Uh, uh, hopefully it covers the uh, movie that uh, John Belushi was attached to, then Chris Farley was attached to, and John, and John Candy was actually attached to it as well. Remember there was a what oh, was it? A- yeah. Anna, Anuk or Anuk? Oh, it was it was a yeah. comedy movie though. It was based on a book, but John uh, like it started off like with John Belushi. He was attached to it, and then he died. And then John Candy was attached to it, and he died. Well, he died more of natural causes, but he still died. And then Chris Farley was the last person to be attached to it, and he died. So it was a really I think, it, it's, I think it's a tuck or nuke, and uh, maybe a tuck. How, how do you spell it? A-T-U-K, I think it is. A-T-U-K. Check it out. Attic? I think I think that's how you spell yep. it. Yep. Attuk is the name of an unfilmed yep. American screenplay intended to be a film ap- adaptation based upon the novel. Yeah. Everybody was attached to do... Sam Kinison. Sam Kinison was also... I forgot yep. about him, but yeah, there was... Everybody who's Good ever Lord. been attached to it has died. Oh, glad I'm not attached to that one. Uh, Nor will I ever be. And even others who were planning to be in the film... Uh, Phil Hartman was also yeah. Phil Hartman wow. was wow. When when uh, when Farley, I think when Farley was attached to it, Hartman was also attached to it. And of course, we all know, you know, what, well, we right. know Chris Chris died the same way John Belushi did, but yeah. you know, we know what happened to Phil Hartman as well, which yeah. is real tragic. Good lord, it, it, yeah. So I hope that movie's on there because out of all the like the rumored cursed films, I feel like that movie actually has some more than any. That sounds like because yeah. like think about it, like you have to stretch. Like honestly, you have to stretch for Poltergeist. You really do. Like because some of it's like really obscure stuff. Same with Exorcist. They they like a, they they they. A, they take things into account for the exorcist curse that are just you know things that well, could just stuff happen like the happens. like director or producer somebody was on an airplane and there was very bad turbulence yeah like that kind and then of there stuff. was and then there was there was ones where like it was like somebody died somebody's whatever died but then you found out that they were like 80 some years old and yeah. there was like somebody else that was already sick when they were shooting the movie that died and you're like well if they were a lot sick, of that was in the poltergeist series but i mean there were too. a lot of but people i'm just that saying but the exorcist but the exorcist and the poltergeist movies. as well were kind of the same if you look at their reasons for them being cursed have kind of similar like they, they there's some that are look really weird i don't don't get me wrong but there's some where there's like a stretch yeah you know and i'm not saying that there's a straight you know a ton of stress with that a toque but i mean it is a little more i mean obviously you know john belushi and chris farley both died of drug overdoses yeah sam kinnison yeah, was a car accident i do believe I want to say car. I can't I remember. Be wrong. I, I'm I could not be sure wrong. So don't quote one. me on that one. And then Phil Hartman. Phil was Hartman was murdered wife. by his wife. Yeah. I mean, it, so yeah. I, I I want to say car accident, but I, I could be wrong. I think maybe the car accident made it came, was not part of his death, but whatever. Uh, I do remember him being in a car accident though. 
Uh, yeah. It could be one of those Mandela effects. But no matter how you look at it, at the end of the day, like those were a little more whatever. But as as soon as you get attached to a movie, that happens. Like little. Bizarre. I mean, I understand the Farley and Belushi were living that kind of lifestyle that can bite you in the ass. But John Candy was also that, and I mean, yeah, he was overweight and stuff. Sam Kinison was yeah car, car accident. accident. Yep. Okay, so I was yeah I, I thought it was a car accident, but yeah I mean I I just I uh, that one I le- I think that one needs to be dived into because that one is really like I saw that on other programs and I really kind of was like wow I would never want to do this movie right uh, you know because once again it could all be happenstance as well but right that yeah. one just looks very weird. No, I wouldn't want to. I hope touch it'll it. be on the series. I mean, I, I'm sure Poltergeist will probably be like its main. Oh event. yeah, well, you Poltergeist know, will be that, because uh, that or the Exorcist. Most well known. I think the Exorcist might be as well. Because there uh, a lot of people the that Exor- died because of that, though. There, well, it's rumored that a lot of people died because of it. Like once again, it's one Poltergeist. Of, it seems like half the cast was dead between again, the three movies. If you look up the Exorcist one, it is a lot of like a lot super of weird happenstance. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of weird happenstance, and they blame it on or they got the movie. sick afterwards yeah. or something. It's weird. It's really weird. What's once again, if you are in a room that's being refrigerated to get the fe- effect of you know breathing yeah of course you're going to get sick after i'm just yeah, throwing that might out have got there. pneumonia and or stuff they like also that, put yeah. in or they also put in there about uh her her hurting her back because yeah. of the apparatus to the bed to make her go up and down up and down up and down and it's like she was that's, screaming that's not that's not happenstance that is because you strapped a child like an idiot to a thing that smashed her she up was and down, actually up and down. screaming in pain during yeah. those so like her inactive. back her actual back <laughs> she's yeah. like oh it hurts but they blame the back injury on the curse and it's like no, no it was because the asshole who put her in that apparatus <laughs> you physically slept, abused a child, physically child, abused a child <laughs> and, we're, and we're fine with it. it that's not a curse that's just somebody did not think that well through, back then right? back then they thrived on abusing their child oh yeah well, absolutely yeah. <laughs> All right, what else you got in the news, Mikey? Uh, spin-off series, The Walking Dead, World Beyond, premieres <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> April 12th. Now, I oh. heard that there was a very, very low, uh, below uh. 4 million viewers for uh, the season premiere. of Good. Ready for this? I, I, I know I, I usually save this for a different bit, but can we just all agree? <laughs> Listen, yeah. I tapped out of The Walking Dead around season six, and I'm surprised I made it there. I tapped season out, four for me. Right, but I mean, I, I caught on early on that The Walking Dead follows a very, very strict format, and it's the same thing over and over again. You start off a season where you're in some kind of turmoil. You fix that turmoil a little bit. Shit hits the fan. You end the season in turmoil to start the next season, and it rinse and repeat. That's what you do all the time. Uh, Fear of the Walking Dead was not very successful, especially at first. It got a little more successful after they started adding stars from The Walking Dead with no explanation of how you get so far away from each other. You yeah. cross the country with no explanation because Fear of the Walking Dead takes place on the West Coast. Yeah. And Walking Dead takes place on the East Coast, Georgia and California in particular. So you're telling me that certain people from that cast just happen to wander across the country? Uh, It's a little weird. And now this one allegedly has nothing to do with the other two, like, as far as sharing. It's like the post-apocalyptic version. I'm like, you're already in post-apocalyptic. Right. It's just, and and AMC scares me with this because this is what AMC is saying. Their president of their company is saying that they don't think that the, like, we are, uh, I think there's zombie fatigue. I really do because they're (laughs) overbeating it. There's, there's, no, but they're saying, their president of their company is literally saying that is not the case. That it's, it's not even there. There is need for more. So, 
they're yeah. they're threatening to keep making more. And oh yeah, and wasn't and, there like three spinoffs that they wanted? Oh, three yeah. more spinoffs, yeah. and then the movies. Well, there's there's a, movies in the out. movies yeah. too. In the movies, but you you look at it like this: the, what they're bolstering on is that four million people, like you said, watch. But that's down from when twelve million people used to watch oh, this yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. You're at a quarter of the they're audience. They're lucky they weren't on Fox. Fox would have canceled it. I'm going to say four ago. million people watching the television show is still good. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But when you look at the fact that you're down like to a third of your original audience, that should cause you concern that there is a problem. And the problem is that you're diluting what you're yeah. doing. And, and it's horrible. The format is awful. And you're mm-hmm. exactly right. That is the format. And especially they meet a new group of people. They come into conflict with that group of people or they find a place. And like, obviously who are the walking dead it's who are the real villains you know mm-hmm. and i get the point you get that with the first few seasons but after all this time after all all of these seasons multiple seasons and spinoffs and hours and hours and hours there's a lot of filler episodes like and they would claim oh yes this is character development and that's bullshit and and it, it, you know like they, they have all these episodes they still haven't even covered the ground that romero covered in day of the dead Oh yeah, well here's the other. Dave the Dead covered more ground in two and a half hours. I think the most damning. I think the most damning thing for the show is that I the, it's caused such a fatigue in zombies that Robert Kirkman ended the comic book yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. Do you do you, do you really believe that he would have ended the thing that made him famous out of nowhere? He's probably done. And, yeah. and he's doing other things, and he's yeah. being successful at other things. He's got a lot of great stuff out there. Robert Kirkman's a very smart man. Yeah. He's got he's a very creative man, and and I enjoy all of his projects. However, he ended the comic book because of the fatigue and it had nothing to do with one or the other it, it's just like people were because think about it, that show was feeding people into the comic which was great because the comic book was better than the, the the show yeah but at the same point in juncture it's like it's got to end somewhere yeah. and that's the problem i said th- i say this all the time the bad part about american television series american shows movies etc etc anything in the entertainment world is is we're gluttons for just like just like give me more 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 until it's too much i, g- I guess yeah. it's, it's that way with everything like you go to England and they'll cut a series off. Like if yeah. they're if, like the office, perfect example, office, one of the most popular shows of all time in England, it did five seasons. That was it. They planned it for five seasons. It did five seasons, yeah. even though, yeah, they did stranger things, but they're planning. No, the five, oh, it was a total right. of five stranger things. Stranger Things. Season three was Four. the greatest season of any show I've ever seen in my life. I've said that on here, on, on air before. And, you know, they're talking about after four or five seasons. I still believe you. I, yeah, I, I think they're going to take a break. I think, gonna go I think it's a secret way to take a break. British, yeah. British Office is two seasons. Really? Two yeah. seasons? Hmm. I, I thought, thought it was five. I thought it was, yeah. I thought it was long. But anyway, it was very regardless, short. regardless yeah. of the fact, they they still they, they told a story. Right, yeah. yeah, they told a story. They knew what they were going to tell. And even though people wanted more, fuck off. We don't, yeah. We're not going to give you more. We're, Fan we're service done. is dangerous. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I got to say that the one uh, trailer that I did see of this when they first announced the spinoff, I had never had any interest in The Walking Dead or Fear of the Walking Dead. I kind of had a little bit of interest in this one. I don't know why. Maybe because it was a different age group. It's it different. looked different. It kind of looked like Dawson's Creek meets The my Walking big, Dead. It does a little <laughs> bit. But here's my problem. With Riverdale the, a little bit. The know? biggest problem I have with it is if you're going to do a spinoff, why don't you just do the logical spinoff and just do one that follows zombies? Yeah. That's the logical spinoff. The logical spinoff is you do the one where you just have zombies hunting people. Like, that's the logical spinoff, and they've yeah. never even... Like starring that. Zombie A. Pretty zombie much. Zombie B. <laughs> you know, zombie before, C. Before it's all said and done, you know, you have Bud. Sure. Just well, saying. exactly, see? And Bud, Bud the Chud? Bud, they get to that point. They, they haven't even gotten there with the No, that's my point. Yeah, that's, so, uh, they got to do something to involve the so story. So boring. Uh, a couple more uh, upcoming 
things that uh, we heard a little bit about this week. The animated series Gremlins Secret of the Mogwai. It's going to be premiering on HBO Max sometime in 2021. Knew that was coming. Uh, they're doing a good job with doing fan service over Mogwai. there. Yeah. I'm not upset about that. By the way, I still maintain that we also uh, have Howie Mandel in the studio Howie. this week. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I also I also maintain that Babu Freak from the, uh, the the last Star Wars movie is a mixture of uh, the uh, Mr. Miyagi and the old Chinese guy who sells uh, the Magui to yeah. Billy's dad. Mr. Ling. If you look at yeah, I think Mr. That's Wing. Nick Mr. Wing. Wing. Yeah, Wing. yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh. Babu Freak. He's in the uh, in uh, Rise of Skywalker. He's oh, a little, right. he's a little guy who reprograms. He re, he reprograms. Uh, yeah, C three PO. He reprograms C three PO, and he sits there and, and he's one of the best parts of that movie. And every time I see him, he reminds me of a mixture of Mister Miyagi and Mister Wing or Wang or Wing. It's Wing. It's Wing. Wing. It's Wing. Yeah. Uh, one more uh, piece of series news that I just want to cover real quick. Uh, Netflix. Back to Netflix. Uh, they've renewed the uh, thriller series You for a third season. Oh, yeah. It'll be coming back uh, sometime in 2021 also. It's now, stuff. I like that show a lot. Yeah. Season two was crazy. Every every time I so see I the name of the show. Season, two, season one was crazy. Yeah, every one every was time great. I see the name of that show, though, all I can think of is Hulk Hogan. You. you. All I can, I can think of is the Candlebox song from the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Only <laughs> you. <laughs> Which is going to be our theme song starting next week. I just, I just <laughs> want to point out, all Candlebox songs sound the same, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll never try, I'll never cry, I'll never. There you go. I, right I used to listen to that a lot. Yeah. Well, I did, <laughs> too. I did, too. I believe you. Back in I the day, you. it still comes on the radio it's occasionally. And uh, finally, uh, just have some uh, DVD Blu-ray news uh, to discuss. Uh, first of all, the Sasuke Sisters remake of Rabbit hits Blu-ray yes. on February 4th. Want to see that. Yeah. I haven't Still seen haven't seen it, but I'm very excited. Uh, Knives Out will be available on digital starting February 7th and on Blu-ray DVD Great and 4K movie. Ultra yeah. on February 25th. Brian Johnson redeemed that movie. Brian Johnson redeems himself. Oh, uh, that movie was awesome. Was that it? Yeah. Was good. I Excellent. really can't wait to see that. And there's a sequel going to be coming on the way. Yeah, with yeah. Uh, Daniel Craig's detective yep. character. So it's like, well, no, we what I really this, loved, so what I really loved about uh, this was it was a classic style Agatha Christie mystery. Like, so it's like murder. She could, wrote. Yeah. Well. Well. Uh, yes no. and no, because you, you got to remember, instead of Angela Lansbury, is Angela Lansbury in no, the no. movie? Instead of Angela Lansbury, you have Daniel Craig. Yeah. So it makes it a little different of a beast. Yeah. Does she sing? Now, if there's a beast in this movie, and Angela Lansbury's in the movie, is there is there a beast in a in a pretty girl in a yellow dress named? I'm Belle? not gonna spoil it. <laughs> is it is it Beauty and the Beast? That's what I, we need to know. There's a teapot. I'm not gonna spoil it. Yeah, is there a teapot? There's a teapot in a cup with a chip in it <laughs> yeah. named Chip. There's, there's a musical. Is there number. a candelabra that can talk? I'm. You're. You didn't want spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you calm it down, Rich. You're gonna get them. All right. So the last two things we're gonna cover two more uh, two more movies that are gonna be available here soon. I know you guys are huge, huge on this, Rafe. I'm really I know large. you really can't wait to talk about this because this was your favorite movie of 2019. Three from Hell hit Shutter on February 13th, <laughs> just in time for Valentine's Day. Oh well, uh, I've got some bad news as far as that goes. Well, like I try to be objective, and Rob Zombie is one of my all-time favorite horror directors, and um, you know I've been with him since I first saw House of a Thousand Corpses. I was genuinely shocked by that movie, and loved Devil's Rejects, loved his Halloween movies, even the first one, even though like it's yeah. problematic. I liked it. I loved Halloween too. Uh, Lords of Salem is, Lords of like, Salem is, is amazing. like the 2001 Space Odyssey of horror films. And this was just unnecessary. Um, there, there aren't any scenes really 
um, you know how there's some classic moments, classic scenes yeah. in his movies, you know, like Fish Boy and like the I'll Remember You song went in slow motion while Walton Goggins yeah. is standing there on his knees or standing on his knees, um, on his knees <laughs> about to get shot by Otis. You know, like there's there's classic moments, but this just doesn't uh, have anything. And I, the, I think the, the production got really messed up when when Sid, uh, Haig, Sid Haig couldn't. Yeah, and it. it's unfortunate. And like on, he's. And it very briefly, sadly, um, and they don't really get uh, Richard Brake's character in things effectively enough. Like they just kind of shoehorn him in, and he's such a good actor, and he's not really used well. It, and Rob Zombie has this tendency; um, he's he's great, but he has this tendency to like just let his actors go. Mm-hmm. And when you have a set of actors who aren't particularly like skilled thespians you know like who haven't trained like Sharon Moon Zombie I love her she's great as baby but she needs a script like I don't think you know uh, improv and stuff like that there needs to be some sort of training and or, or like there needs to be practice at least but anytime it comes to a scene where where there's like clearly no script it's just like fuck this fuck that fuck yeah. fucking fuck 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 that's what i hated about and, 31 and, i thought the movie was well, terrible because i, I of that. forgot about 31 i do like 31 but i feel like that was just kind of like a that's all they did every, yeah yeah it was just like a goofy that was the re- movie. that movie is the epitome of why i hate rob zombie yeah because uh, that it was all f-bombs and excessive gore and needless i believe nudity but in three it. from it was hell just... was extremely extremely disappointing i am sad to say because yeah it's sid Haig's last and it's just like yeah ah. well, I well mean, it's not his last because there's a hanukkah yes yes the hanukkah. slasher movie coming. Well, it's, it's his second to last and it's like ah yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I will say i will say i just uh, i can throw it out there first first and foremost you know sometimes with the rob zombie movies he is he is to movies what kid rock is to music yeah he is he is the white trash jesus let's be Good honest point. uh and I, i'm not saying that in a bad way necessarily because no, 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 no. i do enjoy i do enjoy most of his movies but uh, that's where you end up with the foul mouth and you know all that stuff going and i've heard from multiple people that that's how three from hell he was goes. really going somewhere cool with lords of salem mm-hmm. i just wish he had kept i going wish he would do there. more original yeah. stuff like yeah. that because like, that was the most original movie lords, he did. Of, lords of salem is something else and yeah, it's a great movie and yeah and it has a little bit of the stuff i don't like in it but it is but it's toned down because we have to go on my second point though is that i'm glad that we waited for this one because now it's coming for shutter then i don't have to pay for it right unlike return of the leprechaun so there's that yes number three i will not be watching this on valentine's day because i already have valentine's plans every year on valentine's day i have a tradition that is my day where i sit back and reflect on the classic cinema movie that is freddy's dead Oh yes, yes, that is uh, that is your favorite time of year. That is you, right. uh, that is, that that's is. how you pleasure yourself that's on Valentine's I, yeah. Day. You know what better way to say I love you than the former sweethearts of Tom Arnold and Roseanne Barr? <laughs> uh, I was gonna ask. Ba-dum. Yes, it's, yeah. yes. Sorry, you you haven't come on the show a lot, but uh, I, I I somehow weasel in every Freddy's week. Dead every week, every okay. week. So Excellent. I, I planned it. Yeah, and if you come it's on a, the show more, it's uh, I I love that. Trust movie. me, there's an art. Of course form. you do. There was one week. There do. was one week that I got. There was one week that I got cut off my mic. That's yeah. the first, that's the first Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. movie I ever saw, actually. Is that was the first death. one I saw, too. Yeah, because I was... And it scared me at I the was, time. I was scared to death of Freddy, <laughs> yeah, but this one too. was goofy enough where I was like, oh, I had oh, nightmares. Yeah. I watched this and Child's Play 3 in the same night. That was oh. my first in either one of those movies. Yeah. I uh, didn't sleep very well. I didn't well, sleep very well. you have one more bit of news before we one go. One more. One last thing, and I saved so the best for last. Save the best for last this week. Now, I know you guys are really excited about this one. 
You don't know me. Coming to DVD and Blu-ray. Oh, I already know. I, I could just read this one all over you. Coming to DVD and Blu-ray on March 17th. Now, this one, unlike unlike Three from Hell, which is just in time for Valentine's Day, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, the greatest movie of this or any other generation, and none of us have even seen it, Black Christmas 2019 will be available. Oh, boy. It stinks. It's Thanks. It stinks. Yes. Mm. And it is uh, still stuck at $18.5 million. Oh, of course, it's not going to go past that. Worldwide. Yeah, I uh, I did not want to see that. <laughs> Neither did <laughs> we. I, I None of us not. wanted to see that. And why, Rich? Because? Because it's, uh, it, well... Minus five stars. It's getting the whole. It's, it's getting the whole. It's getting the whole gambit today. Yeah. Just throw them all at it. It is, is the best for last. Any farting noises? Not yet. No, not yet. Give us time in the future. No. Yeah. I can't. I, the this mustache is, uh, makes it difficult. It, you yeah. know, the people who went into the. I got one more because the people who went in this movie, they went in strong, but then this happened. Fuck yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> And, and those weren't screams because it was scary. Those were screams of pain and agony. Yeah. Did you guys. Okay. So, yeah. No, that's just. Yeah. Yeah. No, we don't. We. we uh, yeah. This. I think this is the last time we will be talking about Black Christmas 2019. We Until to, March 17th. We have when to. It comes we, out on video. We have to. We have to retire. Are we going to watch that? Are you going to no, watch that? No. No, I'm not going to watch that. No. But we will be retiring that because, you know, that's why I gave it all the bad things all at once. <laughs> So there's that. So with that being said, uh, we gave you a ton of news, ton of news this week, but we're not done yet. We are going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to be talking some horror. And in the talking horror segment, we're actually going to, because me and Mike talked about our best of the years and our best of, you know, the decades and the best of, of over the last couple of weeks. Well, because the professor wasn't here, he's got some best of the years. He's got some things he's looking forward to in 2020. We're going to discuss those with him when we come back. Hey, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you listen to Horror Zone 607. All right, and we're back here for the final segment. And as you know, that means it's talking horror time. And uh, this week, we're, uh, we have our guest, uh, the professor in the studio. He has joined us, and uh, he's got some stuff he wants to give shout-outs to, some things that are coming up in the future, some things that have happened in the past year that he kind of wants to sh- shed some light on. Some of the stuff we have talked about, some of it we haven't. So we're going to jump in and uh, kind of go on that with that. There's uh, So let's jump in. The first thing, we don't normally talk about too much. That's your spot on the show, but uh, I-, I enjoy some of the comments books and literature out there so we're gonna start with some horror literature what do you got for us uh coming uh, that was in the year past and coming to the future i should say well uh actually uh yeah let's talk about some books i know everybody loves to read i love to read (laughs) yeah so um i'm really excited uh, especially with the news that james wan is producing the troop uh book by nick cutter uh this is a few years old i'm not sure exactly when it came out but uh, this is an excellent book. Um, I read it this past year because it's on a lot of best horror novel lists, and especially the headlines that James Wan was producing an adaptation um, caught my interest. So uh, the story's about a, a Boy Scout troop on their final kind of like a 
troop getaway um, before they go off to high school or whatever college. I don't know how Boy Scouts really works. Um, but essentially, they have this island off the coast of Nova Scotia, um, and they're, they're camping, and a stranger comes onto the island, and things go very badly from there. I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, I, I don't even want to give away what the stranger is all about because the shock of this is really kind of interesting, and that's what makes it a great story. Um, really kind of cool, though. Nick Cutter is the author, so I would highly recommend that. That's one of the best books I read this year. It's not necessarily from 2019, but it was one of the best books I read in 2019. Um, also, uh, of note, I would say comic book-wise, um, Jeff Lemire is continuing with uh, his Gideon Falls comic, which is excellent. Um, the mystery of the red barn that appears um, and, uh, you know, stories of different dimensions. And it's got like a very heavy Twin Peaks kind of uh, feel to it. Um, Jeff Lemire is one of the best writers working in, in comics, I think, today. And Gideon Falls is a really cool kind of like fantasy, sci-fi, horror story. Um, also, uh, Harrow County by Colin Bunn is a great series um that that's been slowing down every so often but uh it's about witchcraft in the south it's a southern gothic kind of story and uh that's really interesting and manifest destiny by chris dingus uh dingus i don't dingus dingus, dingus. d-i-n-g-e-s-s what a dingus i think it's dingus he's dingus? a dingus. dingus i like dingus better so we'll yeah. but, uh, i i don't want to <laughs> but it's a great series uh it's about lewis and clark trekking across the united states lois and clark lewis oh lewis and lewis clark. Not, and clark. not lois and clark it's not a superman tie-in but it, that would be interesting um they are mapping out their uh their path across the u.s um trying to you know make way to the to the west coast and essentially as they travel they encounter different supernatural beings um they have been charged by thomas jefferson to uh basically eradicate and document what they encounter um, as they make their way uh, west, and uh, it's it's onto issue it's onto issue forty forty one at this point. Um, after a very long break, after like a year long break, and this this is one of the one of my personal favorites. I would pair it up there with like the Walking Dead comic, and I think it would actually make a great TV series. Um, if I think people might actually pay attention to it eventually. That's pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, Manifest Destiny definitely something to keep an eye of eye out for um and then uh i'm currently reading the night of the hunter i don't know if any did you guys ever watch that movie with, with robert mitchum no no um, i did not see it old 1955 movie um directed by charles lawton he played dr moreau in the uh island of lost souls the old old the original the original yeah, yeah. uh 1930s 1940s dr moreau mm -hmm. adaptation charles lawton was an actor and he this is the one movie he directed uh night of the hunter and it stars robert mitchum as the preacher he's got love and hate tattooed on his uh, knuckles and essentially um he plays a preacher who was in jail with this guy ben harper who robbed a bank and hid the money and he's obsessed with finding this money and he uh, after getting released from prison, Ben Harper gets hanged for murdering people. I thought he became a singer. Ben Harper, well, I don't different know. Different Ben Harper. Yeah, different Ben Harper. Because oh, he's um, still alive. Yeah, and this is back in the 50s, which ah, I don't way know. Before. This, this might be, this might add to the story of the Ben Harper. But anyways, um, he, you know, Ben Harper is hanged uh, for murder. The preacher is released from prison. 
um, he hunts down the guy's kids. Um, these two children, a nine-year-old and a four-year-old, uh, nine-year-old boy, four-year-old girl, uh, living with their the widowed mother. Um, and uh, the yeah, she's a widow. Yeah, she's a widow. And uh, essentially, he ingratiates himself into their lives and is intent on finding that money. And it's very terrifying. He like, you know, he's a murderer, and it's really interesting. Robert Mitchum's great in it. Um, I found that it was based on a book. I didn't realize this. I've watched the movie many times, but I just started reading this this morning, and it's excellent. It's like a great horror story. Uh, Davis Grubb wrote it. Um, it was a finalist for a National Book Award, and it uh, has essentially been forgotten, much like maybe Night of the Hunter has, and definitely worth checking out if you're into the classic stuff. Yeah, that's um, awesome. So, so that's some book news, some comic book stuff, um, some cool things to check out there. Uh, one book I want to mention, too. I know you're talking about more like fiction yes. stuff. Uh, this is more non. This this would fall under nonfiction, but I got a book for Christmas, and I've talked about it on the show before uh, that it was going to be coming out. I got it for Christmas, and I started reading. It's really good, and that's uh, Taking Shape, uh, Developing Halloween from Script to Scream. Oh, awesome, awesome book. It's, from script to scream. Yeah, that's right. Ooh. They basically they, they uh, got a good tagline there. There like was different it. interviews that these people did with people that were involved in the production of all of the Halloween movies, including the Rob Zombie ones, including 2018. And uh, just, you know, stuff that you may have known, but a lot of stuff you didn't know. So yeah. it's pretty cool. So I just want to mention that real quick. Get out and buy it. I'm looking at it right now on Amazon. They've got it for $23.99. It, huh? It's worth it. It's a big book. Big. I think it's like 400 big. pages. It's, it's, it's a big book. It's huge. It's, it's, it's huge. huge. It's huge. So so let's kick it over into some uh, movies. What do you guys, you guys want to talk some movies? Movies. Well, like you guys, uh, Haunt was insanely good. Oh, oh yeah. Love um, that. I love that movie. I would put that in my top three of the year. Um, I, I really, um, there, it, it just takes such a simple, clever premise and it's almost genius because it's simple. Um, and you know, those extreme haunts and there was that documentary a few years ago on Netflix about, uh, those extreme haunts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the name of the one mansion? The guy runs it and it's like really shady. Like he uses ex cons and stuff. And yeah, I can't remember the name uh, of it. But it's like something manner. And you have to, and you yeah. have to, shit, you have to sign something. And yeah, is that the one yeah. where yeah. like he would pay people like so much money? If they yeah. he like it? waterboards people. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Like the, and yeah, you'll make money if you survive it and blah 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 blah. But nobody yeah. ever's talked about like, it to before, the starting yeah. line. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so like it takes that, but like makes it a fictionalized you know version of that. And take pushes it further and further till you know people are getting murdered. And I, I, I said to I said to Mike, uh, this made both of our top tens. Yeah, I know for the year. But on top of that, uh, I, I would compare this to a not. It is a mix between a Saw movie, yes. a survival horror video game. Yes, and and not and not in a humor way, but Killer Clowns from Outer Space from premise size. Yeah, but not with no with zero humor. Yeah, um, and the reveal, and I don't want to spoil too much if anybody yeah. hasn't seen it, but the reveal when those guys take their masks off, I was genuinely... Put the mask kinda, back on. I was like, whoa, all right, um, did not expect that, you know, and, you know, people like that do the facial modifications and stuff, and it's... Yeah. it's the be, the be, it's got one of the best endings ever too. Oh yeah, yeah the ending is great. Yes, yes no, no stone to say the least. That no, no, so no good. stone left unturned. Yep, and it takes it, it takes so many. It, it's just such the acting's great. Um, for a Shutter movie, it was Shutter produced. Yes, yes. For a Shutter movie, it looks better as far as production goes. Like the filming of it, the the well, Eli Roth was behind it too. Um, 
it looks better than most other streaming movies. I was going to say, actually, Shudder's done a good job with a lot of their uh, exclusive or produced uh, for Shudder movies. Uh, we watched another great one this year. It, was, uh, it will forever be affectionately known as The Furries. Because oh. I <laughs> said it wrong the Wait, first time. I was time. talking to Rafe about, or the, the professor, excuse me, about that earlier. Yes, yeah. it's the it's the Furies, but I, 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 I accidentally said the the Furries, and so now it'll be always affectionately known as. But serious note, it's a it's a great movie, and actually made uh, not only did it make one of my kills of the year, but it did also make a kill of the year for Bloody Disgusting. I still need to check that out. Yeah, it's yeah, a great uh, movie, Furious. and that's also it's also very well shot, and it's Australian. Very cool. Yeah, Haunt was excellent, so I'm really looking forward to that uh, Scott Beck, Brian Woods writing team or directing team, whatever. Hopefully they have, does anybody know if they have anything work in the works or like... Cause I that, don't know, but I'm assuming so. I'm assuming they're going to have something. Yeah, um, just like it was shot well, it looks so good. Um, but uh, also really, really enjoyed Midsummer. Ari Aster, um, the director of Hereditary, his follow-up. Um, got right into it you know like he had hereditary last summer and then this past summer he had midsummer um very very similar themes but a very different feeling movie and um very slow burn i know mike would probably hate it well you know i thought i was gonna hate hereditary and i liked most of the movie i liked the slow burn i thought it was really creepy i was really into it and then the last act I was like, oh my god, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. See, like, this is so awful. I figured that's I where you would, where you would enjoy it. The but last it was bit. so awful. Like with uh, yeah, such I, a terrible, I don't, terrible ending. I, I don't even want to watch Midsummer because of it. Wow. Well, Midsummer, um, Midsummer is very different. Like I said, um, it's got a different tone. It's got a different visual palette. You know, there's a lot going on with the main character. Um, what's her name? Fran- the actress Frances. P-U-G-H. How do Pew. You, Pew. Is yeah. It, yeah. Uh, she's excellent in it. And it's just like this story about how people influence one another. And again, very thematically, like it's a great companion piece to Hereditary. But how people influence and manipulate one another. And especially just based on what they believe, you know. Um, so like it is a slow burn, but like by the end of it, it snuck up on me. Like it didn't like it's not as overtly scary as hereditary hereditary is like scary you know this one is just kind of creepy it's weird um it's kind of got some dark humor to it but then you know by the end of it i was overwhelmed and i was just kind of like it dawns on you how badly people treat each other you know and no movie really moved me like that so much this year um it was kind of like this terrence malick tree of life moment for me where i had this like oh my goodness this 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 is really disturbing um and yeah midsummer i would say is one of the best but my favorite i'm gonna have to go with lighthouse um you know uh willem dafoe and robert pattinson uh directed by robert eggers eggers um and this is his follow-up to the witch uh two two men basically um in charge of a lighthouse in new england during the 19th century and it's shot like an old film it feels like it's an artifact from another time um so production value wise this thing is like very impressive should be sweeping up lots of awards i think but because nothing else like looks like this um but unfortunately that's not happening um but yeah the it's really a cool story about what it uh, being confined in a closed space with somebody and over time how that can really drive a person nuts and especially gets into like going crazy in the context of the time period. So like as 
these characters kind of lose it, especially Robert Pattinson's character. Um, the myths and everything that form kind of like the seafaring culture of the time kind of bleed into his hallucinations and all of these strange things happening. So it's like this really, there's a lot of great subtextual stuff. A lot of people are having discussions about like the Prometheus kind of myth that plays out in it. And uh, just visually, it's stunning. Willem Dafoe, class act. The guy's been firing on all cylinders for decades. He's one of the best actors out there, one of my all-time favorites. And Robert Pattinson, dude, like... I'm 100% sold on this guy's Batman. Like seriously, he weighs like a buck fifty. After soaking wet. after watching Good Time, the Safdie brothers, Good Time. Uh, these these are the guys that did Uncut Gems, and Good Time is excellent too. Um, he he was in that, and he plays a great role in that. High Life was excellent. Um, Childhood of a Leader, he's in that, and that was excellent. Um, Don't forget the Twilight Saga. The Twilight Saga. And then like all time favorite lighthouse though. Like he's, he's really post twilight gone out of his way to show that he's doing, he's ready to do more. Yeah. Mm. And like, I'm Andrew Garfield did the same thing post (laughs) Spider-Man. And I'm really excited. Tried. And I heard that, that that, uh, war movie he was in, he was good. 99 homes is excellent. Have you guys seen that with uh, him and Michael Sheen? You guys, that's a great tell you. Yeah, that's a incorrigible, incorrigible. But that's why we have the professor on this. He he has like the lighthouse. This is number one in like midsummer. The, yeah. and me and you have like ready or not, ready or not. <laughs> well, ready you or not, right it's in my too. top ten. I went to see that yeah, with him. Ready or not. We no, both I'm, loved no, it. no, I'm just saying, we rarely agree on a movie. I, I know, but I'm just I'm just pointing out that like that's why we have to have him because he does the artsy movies and yeah. we, we do the dick and fart jokes and flash. <laughs> <I know. jokes. laughs> well, I love the dick and fart jokes, but I do love I love me some high culture guys. Uh, <laughs> now you did uh, tell me you thought that I would absolutely hate the lighthouse, but if you ever get it, like if you ever well, buy I mean, the movie or yeah. something like that, I want to buy it. Just the, so I bought the record on vinyl immediately after watching it. And the sound, the score. I heard you is, said it had a good score. Oh yeah, it's excellent. I forgot the the guy's name. I I should have written all this stuff down. I haven't and heard I'm, it, but I I'm can't not imagine as nimble that it could possibly, on, my, on my social media. I can't. I can't. Multitask. I cannot imagine it would have a better score. I know you said that it did, but I, I cannot imagine it would have a better score than what we heard in the Child's Play remake. And I know dude, you just Child's saw Play. Oh, Bear McCreary. Dude, 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 Child's Play remake is amazing. amazing. That guy did the score for Godzilla King of Monsters. And that was a that, good score too. And Godzilla King of Monsters is one of my top movies of the year. Hey, what, I'm I, I'm actually with you. Like, believe it or not, movie, people crap on that movie. I love that movie. You holy shit! Oh, yeah, holy shit! Yes, Godzilla: King of Monsters is in my top five movies of the year. One hundred percent, one of the best big budget movies. It's by far the best American made Godzilla movie for sure. Mike Doherty knocking it out of the park. Horror oh. horror film, you know, uh, chops bringing it into Godzilla and like those shots of Ghidorah, like when that. When that B fifty two bombers like going through the clouds and then Ghidorah's like in the clouds and that reveal, it's awesome. I was I was like, oh wow. The the the, the, the movie's great. I, I yeah. love that movie. Although the tagline could have used some work because one king to rule them all. Like yeah, mm, the Lord, Lord of the Rings, Rings yeah. stuff there. Isn't Michael Doherty the one that directed uh, Trick or Treat and Krampus? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So I know you have some stuff to look forward to, or do you have one more that you want to talk about? One more thing, and okay. it's like not really a horror movie. Well, I guess people are talking about it like a horror. I, I would throw Parasite in. Um, 
It's up but for Academy I, Awards. It's yeah, up for Best Picture, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah Best Picture. And in Best Director. Foreign film, mm-hmm. foreign film and just overall Best Picture, which is Best Director, won, too. It won, yeah. it won foreign film at the Golden Globes, and it is up for Best Picture, Best Director, I think Screenplay, yeah. and, and also Best Foreign Film. There yeah. are horror elements, and it does have one of the scariest moments in a movie that I've seen in a long time. Um, but there's like it, it's such a hybrid of a movie. It's like got comedy, it's drama, like it, it's got melodrama. It's like just, there's so much going on. I don't know if it fully classifies as horror, but the fact that it is nominated for these things and that it has those genre kind of trappings makes it really great that yeah you don't typically get a horror type movie nominated right you you know so that's great um so that's good looking ahead like you guys i'm very excited for halloween kills the invisible man um, yeah with elizabeth moss looks great that's coming out in a month yeah antebellum looks really cool antlers i know you guys are excited about Gretel and hansel this week i'm very excited about um conjuring three quiet place two a lot of cool sequels coming out um, as far as honorable mentions, though, for this past year, Ready or Not was great. The scary stories to tell in the dark, I was surprisingly good. Yep, uh, Pet Cemetery Crawl, uh, the alligator movie, Crocodile. Haven't Cro- seen that. I don't know the difference still between crocodiles and alligators, but either way, that movie was great. <laughs> um, and I'm the professor. I don't know what's going on. Um, all right, but yeah, I still need to see Rabbit. I still need to see Eli. I saw um, Eli. Was it was that, okay. It was all right. Predictable, but it was okay. Um, I really, uh, I watched this movie. Daniel isn't real. I heard of it. That one's all right. It's kind of a mess. Um, is he real? Well, is he not real? I don't want to spoil it, but <laughs> you know, uh, sweetheart. Have you heard of sweetheart? Heard of it. Don't uh, know the, anything the about it. The woman stranded on an Island and there's a creature chasing after her. Oh, that was actually kind of cool. Um, it, it just kind of, it, it was very short and brief and it felt like could have had more to it but that was that's one to check out sweetheart i would i would check that one out um and the child's play remake was excellent yeah, yeah. i enjoyed that that was the movie that i crapped on for half the year and then watched and it then and watched was it like and... this is entertaining as all hell yeah and my favorite score personally and then maybe yeah. the worst one of the worst aside from three from hell um you guys didn't see ma did you nope i i opted no. out of that one everybody that i know that's seen that hated it i wanted oh. to see it it looked entertaining but... i i was i was excited to see it and good lord it is bad i'm glad i I almost went to the theater to see that and something else came up that weekend and i never went well there's a moment you know what the plot is like the woman is buying the kids alcohol and she's like well instead of drinking and getting in trouble why don't you come to my house and drink in the basement whatever i know it's a revenge movie but but... the thing is uh like the first time they go over to her house like they're drinking paling around she's like like oh just hang out down here and then like she pulls out a gun holds one of the kids at gunpoint and it's one of the boys and she's like strip and he actually starts stripping and then she's like oh just kidding and everybody's cool with that they just continue and, partying and, and they just continue partying, oh, partying so it's got a lot of logic house. in it and I, I like that's like 10 15 minutes into it i was like wait and i kept coming i kept coming back to that i'm like that they still hung out with her oh, yeah, yeah, after yeah. that. Like I, I, it just threw me way out, and the movie just gets way more bonkers after that. Yeah, uh, yeah. You you missed uh, you missed our worst of the year. Our worst of the year. I, I had some good worst of the year. Yeah. A- Annabelle three takes the cake. 
Annabelle I 3 was really bad. That, that, was, that was horribly. It was just, basically, it's just an infomercial for future Conjuring projects. Yeah. Oh, that's all it was. <laughs> it, was it wasn't very good at all. And, uh, well, this year's already got a lead contender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the new Grudge movie was not. Oh, I haven't seen that. Lead that's contender. Bad. I mean, I mean, I'm sure something will dethrone it. Yeah. But yeah. it's because it's not Inevitably it's not bad. It will. It's not bad enough that I don't see it being dethrone you know, not being dethroned. Yeah, I think something bad. will be I worse. gave it a four out of ten. Yeah. Um, I'm got, a big fan of the original three Americanized and this versions is, of it. This is a sequel, right? It's going on at the same time uh, it's, it's as a splitted time, the splintered first movie. timeline. Ah. I wouldn't even say that. I know that's how you perceived it, but to me it's going on at the same exact time as the yeah. first is movie. Michelle Sarah is Michelle Sarah Geller. No, no, you yeah. don't see her at all. You don't hear anything about that. But basically, no, the, but the, Geller, Geller, the Geller, Sarah, Michelle like, is. this one, the, the one lady who comes back to this town that is allegedly in PA, even though it looks like the Pacific yeah, Northwest, and they never tell you where it is. Anyways, this lady, when she comes it's back, not the specific Northwest. No, 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 no. <laughs> so you, if, well, as you go, as, as they come back, it's, it's the same time. She left the same. Well, she left the same house that they tried to say it was the same house, but yeah. it wasn't the same house. It, it looked completely weird. different, but it yeah. looked different. It, it's weird. It's, yeah, it just yeah. it wasn't good. It was very, very, very slow paced, boring. The other movies were very slick, and at least they had a good pace to them and moved along. Yeah, um, they bounced around different timelines and stuff, but they at least kind of came back together. This one tried that, and it was just it was a mess. Yeah, it was a mess, and it was very, very slow and well, boring. So and yeah, so far it was you know this year's not off to a good start. Yeah. I know you saw Underwater. Underwater was good. Uh, it was it could have used more. Um, Don't I, say Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart, she she's good in it. Uh, it wasn't like. It was a passable, like, it's actually a surprisingly good, like, January movie. Like, I was, there's some Lovecraftian stuff in there. I say, um, Ron actually liked it as well. Yeah. He said, he said, he said they could have done some things better, but he said it was actually really they, good. They right? actually, it could have been, like, a half hour longer, I think. Yeah, he said the same thing. It should have been longer, which is odd. Usually, most people are like, it should be shorter. No, Ron, it, said, Ron said the exact same thing about more. it. I wanted more. I wanted more. I, uh, so, Underwater, I was delightfully surprised. Um, and then there were just like a few confounding movies. Um, okay. it, it chapter two, I didn't really know what to make of, um, just because a lot of the movie constituted of them staying in a hotel and passing each other by in and out of the hotel. Like, where's he going? Oh, he's going here. Where's they this were character soul going? Searching. Yeah. And they're, they're all <laughs> off and they, they Except keep for Mike, like the, a bulk yeah. of the movie is them in the, in the foyer of this hotel foyer, 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 blah, blah, blah. Um, and they're one character's running down the stairs and going out of the hotel while other characters are coming in and they're like, who's, is anybody here? I don't know. He's going off there. Let's go find this guy. And they just keep passing each other in this hotel. We, when we discussed it on the show, <laughs> it was a very splintered movie. Yeah. Uh, there was yeah. too, too much going on. Like I said, the we, first one was definitely better. I thought we it was always, still good. We always but, like, yeah, I yeah. thought it was good as well. We also like to make the joke that, uh, Mike, everybody gets a story, but Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. uh, last true. Lastly on that movie, Mike, Mike, uh, was not as, as big of a fan of all of the, uh, comedy, but I think I, my explanation for the comedy. And I mean, we came to a consensus on this after I was explaining the reason they had to comedy as much comedy is because it was such a mean-spirited movie yeah. that movie was a super mean-spirited movie if you don't have that comedy people would probably leave the theater going why did i watch a movie what? where two children literally brutally get murdered for what well, it's worth that it. and the the hate crime right well yeah, it yeah. Off, well it kicks off with a hate crime but it, i mean think about it the worst That's thing you can do book too, the right? worst thing you can do in a movie for the most part is yeah. kill children yeah and and in the first one he does but you don't see it and the second one, you see yeah. him not only kill one, but you see him kill two children and very graphically. Yeah. And you're just like, and that's how mean spirited the movie is. And I'm like, without the humor in that movie, people would be like, 
it would be offended by the movie. You could, but because there was enough humor, because there was enough, uh, you know, uh, dick jokes in the movie. We're Bill Hader. Bill Hader. I was going to just say, Bill Hader should have been nominated well, for an Academy Bill, Award. Bill Hader and also the guy, the the guy that played uh, what's his name, um, Eddie. Yes, Eddie. He was hilarious. Oh, they were both yeah. good. He's great. He was. Uh, they and I thought were it was hilarious. a good companion piece with the first one. That's why yeah. when we did our top, I, I did a top twenty of, yeah. of twenty nineteen. But I actually had, it, I believe it was a he's number an over, five. He's an overachiever. I did it as good. Lord. I did it as it chapter one and two combined oh that was for the decade the, the decade that was the decade a, but i had, had them as one, one, two, as one movie, movie because yeah it I told, told me one cheap, story i told him he cheaped out on it but whatever yeah, <laughs> <laughs> i had to pick on him about it godfather one and two lumping them together <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh in the tall then you grass add three in the yeah. tall grass was kind of interesting but eh. uh, yeah it, no i don't I know how to, to feel I, I have seen it i don't know how i feel about it like like i, I get you there's a weird there's there's elements you like but then there's it's just patrick wilson yeah it was good that was good He's good in it too, um, but yeah, in the tall grass left me kind of like eh. And then uh, us, us, I was confounded by. Um, yeah. I feel like I feel like Parasite is the movie that Jordan Peele was trying to make with us. I feel like Jordan Peele kind of had this uh, like momentum coming off of Get Out, where like he could do no wrong, and everybody just kind of gave him a movie, and were like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. And like first draft, like let's make this movie. It could have used some time. I I I I I've always argued this, and Mike knows that this is my my thing. Jordan Peele, and, and I, I hope I'm wrong eventually, and he changes. But he is kind of like an in a way, he is the anti M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, like there is no twist. In, his movie could use a twist. Yeah. His movies, both Get Out and this movie, are very predictable. Get Out because it happened first. You can kind of whatever. I knew what was happening. In the, I knew how this movie was going to end Get in Out, the first five minutes. Get Out bothers me because I came up with a short story idea like. 15 years ago that actually was exactly the same <laughs> well, thing and i guessed the twist like right at the beginning because i was like oh i actually uh, yeah well with you know, us like, well uh, with, with, with us i knew exactly how that movie was going to end in the first five minutes yeah like and that's that's a problem i don't like when yeah. movies are that predictable i did give it a little bit higher because it was shot well it looked good there was some cool stuff in it but Get at the same straight. time it was it was it, yeah. well us i'm talking about now oh yeah with us th there was some things that were cool in the movie us however was, i us knew was okay it, yeah yeah, but I knew what was going to happen. Right. The reason it wasn't as high on my list is you see people put it on you know these high tops of their list. I, I'm not going to put something on the list because it tickled no. some some SJW uh, tickle spot. It, it, that doesn't do it for me. I want to watch a movie and I like good endings. Yeah. I like things that are I like things that are different. I, I think that you should put a lot into your ending. And if you notice, some of my favorite movies and we were comparing other movies are all ones that have you know endings you don't expect like Freddy's Dead yeah, well no that one we knew was coming but <laughs> you, you gotta love that movie because it's the it's the greatest it's the greatest comedic horror movie of all time possibly right. <laughs> whether it's done whether, whether done on purpose or not whole nother story uh, but but if you if you look at the if you look at the end of that movie you knew like I said it, if you didn't know the by the scene. first five minutes you yeah. knew halfway through what was going mm -hmm. on the opening scene I was like up oh, there that's the girl and either way uh, like the whole the there are flashes of brilliance Oh, yeah. the the beach boys good vibrations death is i was like oh this is great you oh, know yeah. but that didn't there there was the untethered the tethered whatever they call them there's not enough explanation and those people are just down there they were just abandoned down there like 
well, and they were know, able to live. Like most, mo- like, like most, I don't know. They were like eating the gover- Think about it. Like most governmental, uh, like most governmental agency things, when it loses funding, you know, it has to go but somewhere. But a whole right? continent of people. I, I understand. Yeah. Well, not, not even a continent. It, just it sounds underground. Like if, if you look at the over above story, it looks like it's it's a whole world of people. Yeah, but, but we're how, being led to believe that you know the whole one thing that really confounded me with that. They're like ten feet below ground. Yeah, in an entrance that anybody an can access, access yeah. at a beach. It, well, how did nobody ever discover this before? And the scientists just abandoned them. And but there's many, uh, there's many different places. Because remember, that's what the whole the the, the, the the stupidest part about it is they set up <laughs> they set up the premise yeah. in that in that in that first opening blurb where they just out of nowhere tell you in the beginning of the movie that there is hundreds of miles of tunnels that nobody knows what they're there for. Yeah, and that's I would especially want like, a crowded beach. I yeah, but that's think about wide it, open that anybody but, but can think access. About it. It's not just there, though. It's everywhere. Because remember, they go across the Earth over that. Oh yeah, Hollow Earth and Morlocks would be. I would have bought that more than flat flat Earth. There's just people down there that were abandoned by this government thing, and somehow they're attached. It would have been better if they came from the upside down. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Everything. Every everything was great. Uh, There is one thing you should add to 2020, uh, because on May 26, 2020, we're getting Ouija Shark. Yes. Ouija. Yes. Ouija Shark. It's coming. Uh, is that going and, uh, straight to sci-fi? But, uh, no, it's going to DVD. It says. Oh, uh, it says in oh. Scott Scott Patrick. Not even is, Blu-ray, just DVD. Just DVD. Scott Patrick's <laughs> a, ready for it. Scott. Pa- VHS. Here's the synopsis. Scott Patrick's the director. He says a group of teenage girls summon an ancient man-eating shark after messing with a spirit board that washes up on the beach. An occult specialist must enter the shark's realm to rid this world of the deadly spirit ghost. I am once in for all. One hundred percent in. Now I hope that they're going to be. Uh, well, I was going to say, if this is going to be like later in the year, it'd be great if they would have this at, like, say, like, like Scaricon this year, kind of like House oh. Shark. House Shark's great, though. I own House Shark. It's yeah, like, you do. It's great. I still haven't seen that. Diesel Diesel was, bought it for me. Was there a Ghost <laughs> Shark, too? Yeah, there was Ghost Shark. There's been a ton of it. Yeah, Sharknado yeah. changed the world. Yeah, <laughs> it really did. So, with that, if you want to comment anything we talked about, once again, hit us up on the social medias, Facebook, HorrorZone607, Twitter and Instagram, at HorrorZone607. Use the hashtag HZ607. Uh, go to 8122productions.com you can stream and download the shows from there you can check out our page check out some of Mike C's reviews you can also check out the Three Fat Nerds you can check out the wrestling show is up on there as well as uh, also news and events our friends of the show like the Ocho Duro Parley Hour you can find them there as well and so much more at 8122productions.com and once again if you would like to help support this show monetarily so we can continue to pay the bills uh, it's not necessary but you get a lot of cool content if you do and we're not trying to break the bank for $12 a year initially with dollar a month you get all the bonus content, including Love is Scary with Spooky Mike and Dr. Derek, which Ken M of the ODPH says is the greatest thing in the history of man. Uh, you get that and so much more uh, if you're a Patreon patron. So go to patreon.com slash 8122productions. There's the business end. Mike, take it home. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Rich. And, uh, you know, as always, thanks for being in the studio and for everything you do and for being the uh, the greatest and classiest co-host on the face of the earth. Uh, Ray, uh, you know, the, the professor. The professor. Hey. Hey. You're here. It was a pleasure. Thanks for coming. Will you come back? I, so I'm going to start I, writing letters now so I can give get, it to you get by them next in, year. Get them in the mail now so that, yeah, next week I could be here. By next year. Yeah. Well, no, maybe. <laughs> by 2023. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but absolutely, I will be back. All right. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on the show. We're glad to have you. And thank you, the listeners. 
Week in, week out, Rich is tearing down the studio as we speak here. That, I thought that, that was a theme song starting. I thought <laughs> that was like a drumbeat. Yeah, no, I sold there my jam. There's your, there's, there's, your, there's your next uh, song. You can make I should have kept my jam. Let me song. sample that. Live. Yes. <laughs> that, that. That was me uh, taking down the soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but thanks for listening to the show week in and week out, you guys. We really appreciate everything. And uh, until next week, this is Mike C. saying, see ya. Thank you.